Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brecky with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Twenty-five degrees this Wednesday morning, eleven a.m. Thanks for your company here on the new home of Sporting Queensland, SENQ six ninety-three a.m. and Brizzy sixteen twenty on the Gold Coast. Ben Davis with you until midday today. Uh, We're doing it all thanks to Macca's, proud sponsors of Little Legends, supporting grassroots sport in Queensland. Twenty-five degrees here in our great state, our great city. And I do have a little chuckle because I'm looking at the forecast at Mount Panorama this weekend. Tomorrow, four degrees. Friday, one degrees. Sunday for the big race, a minimum of one degrees. I shouldn't laugh, but I bet you my next guest is going to be feeling and is packing the long johns. He is the leader of our pack. He's the leader of the SEN coverage for the Bathurst 1000. I am speaking none other than Aaron Noonan. Aaron, good morning or good afternoon. It's lunchtime where you are now at the mountain. It's about that time, Ben. G'day to you. Uh, unfortunately, you're correct. Uh, as we speak, I'm seeking refuge because it's raining here at Mount Panorama on what is Setup day. The uh, the teams have got their transporters here. In fact, they're just coming back to the the track, having been in town for the uh, parade through the city for the the locals and the fans to to see the trucks and, and meet all the supercar drivers. But uh, yeah, the forecast of an evening very chilly during the day. We're expecting a, uh, some tops between 15 and 19 over the four days, and there's going to be some rain around. So uh, a standard Sunday afternoon, the Bathurst 1000, a bit of weather. Perfect mix for a bit of action, I reckon. Mate, I'm looking at the forecast. So today, wind and race, wind and rain increasing. Tomorrow, a clearing shower. Friday, a late shower. Mostly cloudy Saturday. And then Sunday, fog and sunny. So I reckon you've gone the whole gamut. You're going to get it over <laughs> the next four days. You've got everything. I think we've got a bit of everything. Uh, very much uh, ticking all the weather boxes. But that's what this place and this race and racetrack has done for many years. I mean, it's because this track's so long, Ben, it's 6.2 kilometres and there's the elevation going up the mountain. Yeah. So it's pretty common that it can be raining down here at the bottom of the mountain, which was, is where I am at the moment, where the pits are and the, the teams are. And the drivers at the top of the mountain are saying it's fine and lovely and it's dry and, and people think they're crazy. But that's the, the reality. You can get two very different sets of weather at opposite ends of this track because it's... Uh, 
it's just the nature of the place. That's how it is. And as exciting as it is for two blokes to be talking about weather on radio, I mean, the, the, the most important part of this is how does this affect the, the, the setup? I mean, if a team is coming in on track tomorrow and it's raining, but on Sunday it's going to be sunny, how, how difficult is that for teams to navigate? Yeah, they, they probably need to employ more meteorologists than race engineers sometimes <laughs> in supercars because, yeah, it does change things. And you've got to set up your car accordingly. And, and one of the things that they've got, of course, this year it's all new cars. We should tell you yeah. listeners on SCNQ that the supercars this year, they're Camaros, they're Mustangs, they're completely new. They're different to the cars that they've run here in previous years. So the tyres are different, the way they react is different, the way they set up are different. Uh, they have less aerodynamic grip, so the wings aren't as effective as the previous generation of cars. So uh, the teams and drivers are going into kind of an unknown here because this is not a track that you can come and do test days on during the year just to get your eye in and see how you're going. <laughs> this is a public road during the year, so you don't get that luxury. So tomorrow when practice begins is their, their first look here. And, yeah, the changing conditions are part of the constant thing that they're, they're watching for over the course of the next few days. But... Uh, yeah, it, it really does make what is already a difficult event to win even more difficult when you have to factor in all those elements. Yeah, the great race is live on SENQ. All the action from Bathurst uh, starting, well, Saturday, 3 o'clock. You'll be able to hear it across uh, the airwaves and online as well, the SEN app. Download that. There's so many great stories coming out of this weekend, Aaron, isn't there? It's the 60th anniversary of the great race. Um, we know it could be Shane Van Gisbergen's last but, I mean, really, surely he's a gun for hire and comes back next year, doesn't he? He is uh, basically turning left for a living in the States. <laughs> I think it really depends on what his calendar looks like next year. He's going to have a bit of a hybrid year of involvement in various different NASCAR categories. So it's just going to be a case of how's his diary and how is the Supercars calendar because Supercars calendar for next year hasn't been announced yet. We're not expecting any real wholesale changes to the big events, but... The Sandown 500 in Melbourne in mid-September is kind of the nice lead-up race to Bathurst. So I'm sure if he's going to come back, he'd like to do both of them. So yeah. I think it really depends on how his diary and calendar falls because I'm sure Triple Eight would love to have him back in one of those Red Bull cars as a co-driver for either Will Brown, who replaces him next year from the Erebus team, <laughs> or for Brock Feeney, who won the Sandown 500 with Jamie Winkup just a few weeks ago. Spoke to uh, spoke to Jamie uh, J Dub. When was that? Just after Sandown, actually. And I, and I asked him about that. I said, I know, I know. Well, we don't know yet what Shane's future holds, but I'm tipping if you're doing a contract with him, it's got to include Bathurst coming back. And he said, Well, it's as if you were sitting in my office <laughs> writing up that contract. So yes, <laughs> there, there will be something in there to say if you're coming back, it's coming back. It's coming back for us. Um, it, it'd be a fairy tale farewell for him, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. And I mean, this, this was the race that for many years he hadn't won. He started in supercars as a teenager back in 2007. And it took him until 2020 to actually get the job done and win the thing with Garth Tanner. And of course, they backed it up last year. So yeah. uh, they've won two of the last three. They're now split this year because Garth has moved on to drive uh, for the Grove Racing Mustang team alongside David Reynolds. And Shane's got a very capable Kiwi, Richie Stanaway, who raced in supercars a few years back, uh, went away from the sport and came back as a wild card at Bathurst with Greg Murphy last year and did such a great job that Triple Eight grabbed him to co-drive with Shane. And now Richie's landed himself a full-time drive next year with the Grove team to replace David Reynolds. So it really is a supercar silly season that's unfolding between uh, all the chairs for next year through this final part of the season. 
Now, mate, the breaking news coming out of uh, the mountain today is the meeting that we believed was going to be scheduled today between the teams and supercars to talk about parity. And I know many people sort of glaze over when it comes to parity and, and how we get these cars equal. But do you have any inside intel on, on what's happening there? And, and how big a issue is this going to be on the weekend if the Mustangs don't change their setup? Yeah, last I'd heard um, this morning was that that reported meeting's not going ahead. So the, the basic scenario is supercars operates on a parity system where um, both types of cars are supposed to have a fair and equal chance of winning. And it's down to the teams and drivers to do the best job. Yeah. So for the Ford teams, they've actually prepared a range of new parts for their Mustangs and they're seeking permission to use them. Now, um, some changes to the, the front bumper, trying to get the air to flow differently. I understand there's a, a rear wing change as well, potentially. So they're just trying to get um, what they feel they need to be competitive with the Chevrolet Camaros, which the Camaros have won every race bar two in the season so far. So um, on one hand, Chevrolet teams are saying, well, th there's a system that's in place for making changes, and this would be bypassing the system and therefore the rules. Ford teams are saying, well, no, we need help to be able to compete because we have a car that's just not able to race for the win on Sunday. Of course, this is the biggest race of the year. So this is the one that they want to be able to perform at. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of different sides of the equation on the angle up and down this pit lane at the moment. And it, it could very well um, continue simmering away or it could explode any second. But uh, they're passionate, they're competitive, this pit lane with all these people here. So... Um, this has been a, a topic, as you said, too. The parody word yeah. is one that I, I guess a lot of people kind of glaze over. We'd rather talk about the racing and the star drivers and the, the anniversary year here at Bathurst, which is the 60th anniversary. But uh, it is a factor. It is a storyline. And it's uh, it's part of it all because at the end of the day, this thing's a sport on the weekend. But like most other sports, it's a, it's a business uh, during the week and everyone wants to have their business going well. 12 minutes past 11 this Wednesday morning. The great race, Mount Panorama, the Bathurst 1000 coming up this weekend. All the action, you'll be able to hear the top 10 shootout here on SCNQ. Aaron Noonan, who's going to be leading up our coverage, is on the line now. Well, let's talk about the 60th anniversary. And it's also a chance to, you know, we are parochial, the, the Banyo, the Brisbane-based team, Triple Eight Racing. They, they can make some history of their own this weekend too, couldn't they? Yeah, they've been the, the dominators of this place in the modern era. And, I mean, we for so many years, the, the question was, could Peter Brock win 10 Bathurst? As if nine was no good. I mean, <laughs> it's still the record of anybody who's ever turned up to, to compete in this race. But with that win for Van Gisbergen and Tanda last year, Triple Eight now have won nine of the uh, Bathurst 1000s, dating back to their first one, which was 2006 with Craig Lowndes and Jamie Winkup. And a nice little aside that your listeners might like to know, that winning car has just arrived here behind me here at the track. And Craig, if it doesn't rain, he's going to drive that car in some demo sessions here among some other historic cars this weekend. So that's something pretty cool uh, to keep an eye out for. But yeah, Triple Eight aiming for 10, the 10 that Peter Brock couldn't get to. Um, and wouldn't there be a bit of an irony is that one of their drivers is Brock. Brock Feeney won the Sandown 500 with Jamie Winkup. So it could be a different Brock helping to get a 10 here this year in a 60th anniversary year. So the numbers might just line up. Oh, I like the symmetry and the sound of that, mate. Who's your, who's your smoky? Who's your dark horse? I mean, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Anything that happened over a thousand Ks, but is there anyone that's just sort of not been spoken about, which you think, hang on, we need to keep an eye on this, this team, this pairing? Yeah, there's a silent achiever here this season. So while all the publicity has been with the Red Bull team and the Erebus Coca-Cola team that 
fill the top four spots in the championship. A guy that's flown way under the radar this year is Andre Heimgartner from New Zealand. He's based on the Gold Coast these days. Uh, he's fifth in the championship almost by stealth. Hasn't won a race, but has had a few podiums and a, a pretty solid season. And he drives for Brad Jones. Now, Brad's a long-time Bathurst racer, team owner, who uh, got on the podium here six times but never won the race. It's his driving ambition to finally win the Bathurst 1000. He came close so many times as a driver. Um, he dearly loved to win it as a team. They're based in Albury. They're the little team that can, BJR. And uh, Andre's got a great co-driver too, Dale Wood. He races in the Porsche Carrera Cup Series and has been a winner there uh, so far this year. And they were actually one of the teams that got wiped out of the race in those early laps last year, you might remember, with that big accident at the chase when oh, yeah. young Zane Goddard speared off the road through the wet grass and came out the other side and skittled a few uh, cars at the end. They were one of those. So I reckon they're a smoky... Um, but you look at the championship points and say, well, he's fifth. How can he be a smoky? But um, he's not a guy that gets big attention. He's not really on the radar of most people who are looking to tip the winners. So I wouldn't mind betting car number eight. He's a, he's a fairly good contender for, for Sunday afternoon. Number eight, keeping an eye on that. Well, let's finish off with championship uh, implications and uh, the enduro rounds we've seen after Sandown. Where does it all lay? Where does it all sit as far as championship points? Because we know we're at the pointy end of the season. Yeah, it's business time. We've only got five races left to go across three rounds, Bathurst, Gold Coast, and uh, the Adelaide 500 at the end of November. So I think you won't really hear any drivers talk about their championship chances until this one's done because there's 300 points on the line for the race on Sunday. So there's, there's great potential here to get a big, fat bootful of points. Mm. But there's also the chance that if you stuff it up or if you have a drama, you might end up with a big fat zero or with very minimal points while your rivals are, are scoring plenty more. So the guy in the box seat at the moment is Brody Kostecki. He drives for uh, the Erebus team. He had a run in NASCAR earlier in the year at Indianapolis as well. Uh, he's not won this race before. He's been close in the last couple of years, uh, but he's a really big contender. But he's got a nice margin uh, in the championship points. But I think that all goes out the window this weekend. It's that Peter Brock trophy. It's that glory of winning the great race that... Um, that stands out above all else, and then they'll, they'll kind of get back to the championship focus uh, for the next round on the Gold Coast. Aaron, appreciate your expertise and your insight in, into this. Um, thank you for bringing us the coverage over well over the weekend uh, uh, from Bathurst here on SEN. It's it's one of the great sporting weekends and sporting rituals uh, in this country, mate. So lap it up and enjoy the 60th anniversary. Shall do. And while we've been talking, the rain has stopped. Maybe that's an omen. Maybe not. You never know. <laughs> it's probably raining on top of the mountain now. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, true. True. Oh, it's going to be exciting. Either way, Aaron, appreciate your time. Aaron Noonan, uh, the Bathurst 1000. I, 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 I loved it as a kid, Dickie, Brocky, just watching them all. I know that was Holden and Ford. And yes, I'm a Holden man, unashamedly. Grew up driving an HG Kingswood that mum and dad had since brand new, 1971 HG Kingswood. One that we call Roy. HG and Roy. Of course, so Holden Man through and through, but always had a soft spot for Tricky Dicky, the Queenslander, and um, and what he could do on the mountain in that uh, true blue 17. Oh, brings back memories. Do, do, do you still make a day of it now? Do, do you sit there and, and watch the whole thing from start to finish? It is one of the all-time great sporting events, doesn't it? Bathurst memories.
What's your favourite? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Usman Kawaja is now at the crease for Queensland, the Queensland captain. Bryce Street, 40 not out. Uzi, 5 not out. Joe Burns, second ball duck. Queensland, 2 for 64 in the shield opener for the season against New South Wales in Sydney.